scary girl. Hey, everybody. Hi, everybody. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Sarah. And we have a guest today, and this is... Gail Marie. Hello, everybody. Hey! And welcome to Dead Dead Time Stories. Yeah, we've got a guest. It's one of the people coming for that number Number one one spot. spot. With a bullet. That's my sister, Gail Marie Kernison, everybody. Indeed. Hello, hello. Hold for applause. (laughs) Okay, cool. Thanks. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, especially before our brother. <laughs> yes, yeah. gotcha, Phil. Sorry, not sorry, Phil. She was amped about it. She was like, I'm really pumped to be on the show and rub it in Phil's face. <laughs> These are the kind of people that the Kernisons are. I it just is. need everyone we to understand. evil, evil people this that the, are just like this is the stock bitter and spiteful from. and hateful. <laughs> I didn't just, I didn't just, you know, She didn't spring this like way this. fully formed. <laughs> it's a genetic disorder. Kernison disease. I'm going to keep checking my email because last time we were talking shit about Phil, he emailed emailed us us in the middle of an episode. And we just got off the phone with him. We did. And that's what happened last time, too. Ah, that dude. All right. Well, (laughs) we'll see what happens. We'll see if we get an email from Phil. Phil called to ask about my show. Yay. Yes, everyone. It was so good, you guys. Which we might mention again on the next episode because our other guest was also there last night. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, this is a back-to-back guest episode so when you listen to next week's episode and you're like there's a third person again what the hell's going on just realize all these people came in for stephanie's show and so we're taking advantage of it yeah right because i'm also taking advantage of it i'm so excited because they're excited to be here and we're excited, excited. to not have to research a story this week <laughs> we're not lazy but we need your money we need your money we're busy and from what i understand the guest episodes are well liked that's true i hope mine is yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Let us know what you think. Good luck. But yeah, my show was last night, Bad yeah. Sex and Other Problematic Analogies. Yeah, she did. Woo. A book will be upcoming. <laughs> she did it. She went out there, Same guys. Title. She shit on that stage. It was fantastic. Literally. She totally she killed it. She was barefoot, and she was wearing this dress that was all flowy, like a fucking beautiful fairy princess Stevie Nicks up there. It was fantastic. It was fun. It was so good. It was so it was good. good. It was a good time. Um, shout out to Colleen. Colleen came, you guys. She left and I realized we didn't get any pictures and we should have gotten mm. a picture with her and we didn't. And Colleen, I'm sorry. But you know what? I'm going to see her at the Oddities Market on good. Saturday. Colleen, I'll grab a you're picture. amazing. And thank you so much for coming to my show because you are great. And you know who you are, bitch. She's also coming for that number one spot. spot. She's already been on an episode, though. She has. Click, click. God. Kel Marie is ready, y'all. For those of you who didn't pick up on that, she just made the sound like she was cocking a gun gun and did the hand motion. And it was a shotgun. It wasn't a pistol. Like a little handgun. It was a shotgun. I don't mess around. There's going to be some buckshot. Colleen, look out. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Well, hopefully, the thing about having a gun for protection is that you never have to actually use it, you just wave it around. (laughs) <laughs> and cock it aggressively. <laughs> Stand your ground laws. Oh. This is my territory. Look, my territory is this number one spot, <laughs> bitch. And I'm standing my I ground. I got it's it. Castle laws. Uh, well, welcome to this episode. <laughs> Thank you. What else we got, Zara? What else we got? You guys, we're doing something we haven't done uh, in a hot minute, and that is we're going to have some promos, promos. for you. So we've been listening to some new podcasts, making some new spooky podcast friends. friends. So new spooky podcast friends. So we're going to be bringing you a new podcast uh, every week. And if you are a fellow podcaster and you want to partner with us and swap some promos, we are always open to it. We love to support this community. All these podcast people are like a 
what is it the hashtag I think it's Potter and Family and I really like it oh, I think it's so cute I like that I know oh my gosh I know hashtag so, Potter and Family they're all great and who we're going to be bringing to you this week are the ladies from Three Spooked Girls so take a listen and then go check them out I mean once you finish our episode like finish Obviously, this episode right don't now. and like go check them but out we while, love them but no but while you're listening to this episode go ahead and download yeah that. subscribe but finish this episode before you listen to For it. Sure. Finish this episode. First. Right? Jeez. All right, take it away, ladies. Hey guys, my name is Tara. And my name is Jessica. And together we co-host the podcast Three Spooked Girls. If you love the paranormal or murder, join us every Monday as we tell our listeners about a new spooky tale or true crime case. We'll have a special drink recipe each episode picked out by me for you to enjoy while we scare the hell out of you. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever the hell else you listen to podcasts. Come hang out with us and get your spooky on. But we'll go, we'll go back into that. Ooh, spooky girls. <laughs> listen to that. No, no, cut, cut. <laughs> Cut. Thank you. Where's the clicker you said we should have? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. God damn it. You stuff. that awesome technical difficulties music? I love that. They love that. It's from Monty Python. It's from Monty Python. I know. That's oh, why I love it. I was good so Lord. proud of myself when I put that in. I was like, Sarah, this is great. You're it's so funny. It's so good. It's you so just good. You're pat so on the back. You don't want to keep all of this. This is gold. Anyway. And we'll figure it out. This Thank is pirate you, ladies. At best. Um, I just love their spooky intro music. Stop. No, I said that's gold, and Gelby said that's pyrite at best. <laughs> and then it was thinking about it, and I was like, shit, pyrite's fool's gold. That was a real smart <laughs> joke. That was a really smart, nerdy rock joke. Bisexual finger guns. Bow, pow. Um, Gelmarie, tell the people a little bit about yourself, and um, if you want them to find you or not, then you can tell them where to I find you. I don't technically want people to find me because I write about a lot of things that are inappropriate, but since Stephanie already told you guys that I taught her about Vore and Thrusty, I don't know how much more inappropriate I can be with my life. I was like, you know what um, podcast you're on, right? No, we talked about gaping. It's a <laughs> safe true. space. <laughs> and abortions. You. Abortions all the abortion over the place. Man, yes. abortion, abortion jokes man. make me laugh so hard every they single time. They make us time. laugh. I'm just, I mean, that's, that's my sense of humor, like... Abortion jokes and dead mom jokes are totally my forte. Mm -hmm. But um, I am uh, a prima Tumblrina, so I'm like a Tumblr SJW. So Gemma was on Tumblr before Tumblr was a big deal. I I wasn't actually. I didn't get into it until after Captain America: The Winter Soldier came out, and I published a hundred Captain America erotic fanfiction stories in six months. Um, (laughs) And that's how I amassed fourteen hundred followers on my blog. So my porn is good shit. Um, (laughs) so um stephanie is my little sister i love her very much and what i like to my favorite joke is that stephanie's 31 years old and i've been a big fan for 20 years um (laughs) the first 10 were kind of rough um mostly because we shared a bedroom and it was horrific uh we have bad we have very different standards of what is what constitutes a clean room so (laughs) sarah lived with me she gets it you know you know what it's like sorry not sorry no you don't have to i am who i am you live your truth you are feeling very attacked (laughs) i'm not a slob that's rude okay it's not really slobbery so much you have a bar do i this is what it was like with Mary Angela oh, last no. time too, wasn't it? And I'm not as
Everything's fine? Yep. Okay, we're back we're after back. a short technical difficulty. <laughs> after talking about how much we love that uh, technical difficulty music. music. Oh my God, it makes me so happy. Player. You're welcome. All right. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, Stephanie's been my sister all her life. And uh, I was really into ghost stories too. And so when Stephanie was watching Unsolved Mysteries with like she would watch it with me most of the time we would watch it together and also my favorite thing to do when we would have sleepovers would I would really love to tell ghost stories and sometimes I was really good at it because sometimes they would ask me to do it and I think that people don't usually invite you to do things if you're bad at it so so I assume it was decent right and um right so I would tell ghost stories and we like we've been into a lot of the same stuff for a while and one of my favorite things to do is like research stuff because I'm a giant nerd which is part of the reason why like when Stephanie talks about stuff like the adventure zone I'm like please mention how much I love the adventure zone because I'm a giant D&D nerd that plays twice a week I um I don't know. I have a really good time with ghost stories and I'm really fond of like, especially local lore because I still live in North Carolina and we mentioned this last night. North Carolina is haunted as fuck. Like there are ghosts. Riddled with ghosts. It's riddled riddled with ghosts from the shore to the mountains, upward, downward, Raleigh to Charlotte. You're bumping into a ghost wherever you go. Like seriously, you, you could go from Wilmington to Asheville and connect the dots and go to every single fucking ghost. You could probably get halfway to Memphis before you run out of ghosts. There's so many fucking ghosts in that state. If um, there was a ghost, if there was a nickel for every ghost in that state, I mean, you can, you, you would be riddled with ghosts, rolling in them, hand over fist, just just pouring out everywhere like and a little old lady slot machine. Um. So yeah, that was. I mean, even in Wilmington, where we grew up, like when Mary Angela was on, she talked about the ghosts at Thalian Hall. Like, there's ghosts all over downtown. There's like eight different ghosts just in the downtown area alone, just like on the shore of the Cape Fear River, just fucking ghosts everywhere. So, I would, uh, my favorite storybook that I would get these ghost stories from was I would take them from this book of ghost stories that was from all over the state and I memorized them because I'm good at that sort of shit. So, I would memorize them and then I would like create my own spin on it and I would always try to do this spooky ghost story voice where you kind of lower your voice and you act like there's a flashlight under your chin when you're telling the jokes and it's you know is that some of what we're going to get today i i'm gonna try but (laughs) the thing is that i'm gonna try to recreate the atmosphere but the thing is that i have not told these ghost stories pretty much since i left wilmington when i was 18 and i'm 37 so that's like 18 years ago almost almost 20 fucking i'm old my hair is all gray Um, just part of it not mostly like the whole front like i'm waiting for it though because temples the temples are totally gray and thank you well i mean the thing is that we all have dad face and dad looked really good when he went silver remember you being when i remember you saying that you were looking forward to going salt and pepper because it looked good on dad and it's and it's like a preview it's a fucking preview okay that's what that's gonna look that's what that's gonna look i want that i want that that looks good so yeah so like the problem that i've been having is it's not going great evenly and so i'm like dying it until it goes all the way I'm like, hurry up. So, Stephanie's sister, old. I like ghosts. That's basically it. (laughs) All right, well. (laughs) Tell us about them ghosts, Stephanie. Gail me, though. Y'all ready to talk talk about about some ghosts? (laughs) There we go. Story number one. Story number one. So, you may not know this because there's no reason you would know this, especially if you're from up here in the actual Union. But down south... During the war, 
of northern, of aggression. northern aggression, right? The like, war of northern aggression. You bitch. Oh, God. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> Sidebar: Stephanie and Gilmory are partially of Haitian descent, and slavery was awful. This is funny because we're from North Carolina. We're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> we are terrible people, and we like terrible jokes. I love you. Call- I I've said it the past. <laughs> right. I was like, what? And I was like, mm, no, no, no. Daughters of the American Confederacy. <laughs> anyway, um. <laughs> But not though. Because, not though, because no yeah, Haitian, Haitian promise. Um, during the war, um, the main port of the Confederacy was at Fort Fisher, which is right outside of Wilmington, North Carolina, and it was there's the an, last there's port. There's an awesome aquarium there. There is an awesome aquarium there. <laughs> You're making me change out of my ghost story voice. Sorry, I'm sorry. Um, we need ghost story voice, Stephanie. Come on. So at the port at Fort Fisher was our last port during the Confederacy's reign. And the Union had managed to block off all the other ports. So that was the only means that the Confederacy had of receiving their supplies that allowed them to continue the war effort. And it, you know, if you're not from North Carolina, there's no reason you would know what the fuck Fort Fisher is. But um, because it's there, there are ghosts at Fort Fisher. Of course. of course. Now they're Confederate ghosts, so we don't mind their eternal suffering, but that's so they're racist. Yeah, they're all racist and you know <laughs> they're racist and if they, racist if they were ghosts. if they weren't haunting Fort Fisher, they'd be in hell anyway. So during the it was the last port during uh, 1864 and 1865 in the last years of the war, and they had a bunch of different generals that were supposed to be in command there, including a gentleman by the name of. Major General W.H.C. Whiting. Okay? Racist. Obviously. So Major General Whiting and his companion, Commander Colonel William Lamb, they were in charge of Fort Fisher at the time of the blockade when it looked like the Union was going to cut off supplies completely. And they knew that shit was going to go down and they were going to be fucked like they were about to be destroyed. And nobody listened to them when they were like, we're about to be closed like we're your last port and we're about to get cut off and so they reported this to commander general braxton bragg it's the namesake of the fort where stephanie was born mm-hmm. for bragg. bragg general braxton bragg he they asked him for backup and he refused to send it to them instead he tried to put someone else in charge and their concerns were dismissed and at the fort there was a massacre like the confederate soldiers got just beat to hell, murdered all over the place. And Major General Whiting was taken captive and held as a prisoner of war in New York until he died. Um, per How his, long after? Not long. Okay. So basically until after the war was over and then he died in, he died in captivity. And then per his final request, they had his, his body sent back to Wilmington to be buried. And of course, because they didn't listen to him and his men were wiped out and he felt that immense guilt and responsibility, he haunts Fort Fisher Mm. and people have heard him and seen him. And he walks all around the place comforting the dying men that are missing. So that's ghost number one, Fort Fisher, Major General Whiting. Okay. So the next one is from the, Outer Banks, which mm-hmm. Stephanie and I used to go to the Outer Banks for vacation all the time and hang out in these hotels that had horribly ugly uh, decor. And so we called them fruit baskets. You remember that? Because yes. they'd have like 
green carpet and orange bedspreads and the walls would be painted just the ugliest fruit basket jet. motels fruit basket motels so at along the coast of north carolina which we had to learn as north carolina students we had to memorize all the patterns of all the different lighthouses because if you're going up to the outer banks there were so many ships that ran aground on the shoals there because the water is really shallow and unpredictable and the shoals shift with the tides so one of the other things that happens in north carolina all the time is we get fucking hurricanes. Like a motherfucker. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Most of the time they don't go as far in as where I live now in Charlotte because Charlotte got wiped out by Hugo, but that was before we moved to North Carolina. Yeah, that was like in the 80s, wasn't it? Hugo? Yeah, it was in the, I want to say the early 80s. But um, yeah, like we missed that one, but we were there for Fran and Bertha, Bertha. and yeah, like all that stuff. Bertha is always the one I remember because of Bertha, you sunk my battleship. <laughs> because they were afraid that the USS North Carolina, it was getting flooded was gonna, and they yep. were afraid it was going to get sunk. And yep. Gail Marie's high school boyfriend was at our house at the time. And we were listening on the radio. And I just remember he was like, Bertha, you, you sunk, sunk my, my battleship. battleship. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part is he's a trained actor and he doesn't really have that accent, but he did it on purpose. But right, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, along the beach up there, we had to memorize all these fucking lighthouses, mm-hmm. by the way, North Carolina Social Studies. And they're all black and white. They just have different, different patterns. patterns. One's like, one has, like, horizontal stripes on it. I always remember Ocracoke. Yes. Because that's the one that's, like, the it looks like a barber, show or a barber pole. Yep. Um, oh, okay. But it's black yeah. and, just black and yeah. white. Mm-hmm. And looking at it is kind of hypnotizing. And, like, you're just like... It's swirly. Right. Then there's one that's like just half black, half white. Then there's mm-hmm. one that's black and black on the top and bottom, but white in the middle. But yeah, like you had to yeah. know like which one was where. Yeah. yeah. Now, of course, I don't remember any of that shit anymore because yeah. I'm old and it was a million years ago. Coke, and I don't know why. Right. I just always remember that that one looks like a Well, the one ball. that comes to mind for me when I think about lighthouses is I think about Cape Hatteras. Mm-hmm. There's a ghost at Cape Hatteras. And the reason why I brought up the hurricanes is because the gray man of Hatteras, who is an indistinct shadowy figure who walks the beaches of Cape Hatteras, predicts the severity of the hurricanes. Mm. And if you see the gray man, that means that the hurricane is about to beat the shit out of the North Carolina coastline. God damn. So if you <laughs> see him, it's like all or nothing. Like it's, it's evacuate. Like you're die evacuate you your ass. Like get out. Go inland like as far ring. as you can. Yeah. It's like you, you see him, you you're got dead. seven days. Get off the, the islands and get back on the and get back off that beach. All right. So yeah, the gray man of Hatteras damn. is the second one that I had for you guys. We well, hope you never run into him. Ooh. Okay. So <clears throat> my favorite ghost story to tell on Ghost Story Night, when I would tell ghost stories to Stephanie and our brother and our friends, is the story of the ghost of Mako Station. Okay, so Mako is a little town that's 15 miles west of Wilmington, which is how I used to start the story every time. 15 miles west of Wilmington on the train track. There's the voice, guys. There's the voice. There is a light. Now, as far as we know, on a dark night in 1867, there was a train that was going down the tracks at Mako. There was a conductor on the back of the train, a train engineer by the name of Joe Baldwin, who was a signal man. And the signal man is the kind of train engineer that sits in the caboose with a lamp. Well, Joe realized, to his horror, that the caboose had come uncoupled from the rest of the train 
and slowed down and stopped in the middle of the tracks. And that train was not the only train that was to run that night. So another train was coming up on that caboose, and Joe knew that it was coming, but there was nothing he could do. Of course, nobody's going to hear you over it, and of course, nobody's going to see you if you're just a person. So the best thing that Joe could do was stand on the back of the caboose with his signal lantern and wave it as fast and as hard as he could to signal the next train driver to stop. That doesn't seem like it would be effective. They did manage to stop the train, but they didn't stop it in time. They still crashed, but they managed to avoid most of the damage to the other train. The caboose was obliterated, and Joe Baldwin was decapitated. Joe, no. They found his body, and he was buried with a hero's honors. They never found his head. And so... Until 1977, when they pulled up the train tracks at Mako, you would see the lantern of Joe Baldwin as he searched in the darkness for his missing head. Jesus God, how do you not find a head? (laughs) Well, I mean, it's like, how hard did they search? I mean, they searched, but I mean. I'm like, that's not that. That's like the size of a melon. It is. It's the size of a melon in in the the woods. woods. It's not like in a room. The other thing is, you know, Mako and Wilmington are part of the coastal plain. And I, because we have to learn about the three regions of North Carolina in North Carolina history class. (laughs) The coastal, the Piedmont and the mountain mountain region. Right. I just always, I'm like, what the fuck is a Piedmont? The Piedmont is where I live currently in Charlotte. It means the ground is made out of red clay. So and, yeah, they yeah. told us that too, but I yeah. forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, wow. like I said, it's in the coastal plain, so it is basically a swamp. Hmm. So if your head goes missing in the Might swamp, have eaten by gators. Well, there's not really gators in North Carolina, but it could be eaten by Lake. any. That's true. They are at Greenfield Lake, so maybe there were gators there. Mm. But they never found the head, and so the ghost of Joe Baldwin haunted Mako Station. And the thing is that when we were kids, I didn't realize that the ghost had disappeared after 1977 because I didn't ever, like, get my mom to take us there. Mm -hmm. So I was always like, I want to go there someday when I get older. And then, of course, when I was old enough to drive, I had completely forgotten about it. And then the internet happened, and she's like, oh, they found it in 77. It was already taken care of by the time. Yeah, I was like, they got rid of the – they never found the head, but they pulled up the train tracks, and the ghost disappeared because if he doesn't – doesn't have a point of reference how's he gonna find his head in the first place <laughs> he's like well i guess this was he's fruitless. like well fuck it i guess fuck i better move on the fucking train tracks were at this point so that was my favorite one the ghost of mako station poor joe baldwin i feel he really bad for joe baldwin he was a hero he <laughs> saved all those people on the other train he just Lost couldn't save himself and mm. yep so that was my main story but i have one more And this one is a personality piece. So you can tell the differences between Stephanie and her sister. (laughs) I love listening when you guys have guests on the show. I love... I love listening. I never said people didn't. Why are you trying to prove You were like, we didn't tell people there's going to be guests. We just have these surprise guest episodes. I know. I'm like, I they like, to, like them. I know, but I like to give a heads up so people aren't a a heads up. Sorry, oh, Joe. I'm sorry, so Joe. sorry, Joe. Soon. <laughs> is it? He's gone. There's no point of reference. This is for new listeners in case they're like, oh, do they always have a guest? We don't. This is special. 
I'm special. Um, yeah, Marie is special. She sure in is. so many ways. Yep. Um, <laughs> so there is one more set of ghosts in the downtown Wilmington area. The New Hanover County Library is haunted. Okay. So Thalian Hall is haunted, and it's very close to Thalian Hall, the New Hanover County Library. And in the New Hanover County Library, there are two ghosts, one on the first floor and one on the second floor. The one on the first floor was a man who was, who originally his house was where the library is today, and he was killed in a duel, which, let's face it, if you're an old-timey dude, that's the coolest way to die, right? Yeah. So he was, <laughs> he was shot in a duel, and it disturbed his spirit. And so he is without rest, and he paces the floor on the first floor, and you can hear his footsteps going back and forth across the floor, and occasionally he'll pause, and then he'll start again. And it's at irregular intervals, and you never know when they're going to happen. Ugh, I don't like that. And then on the second floor, there's the gray lady. She's a sort of shorter woman ghost that was probably a patron of the library who maybe it was her favorite place because after her death she has not left it she mostly stays in the history section and she has been known to move people's books and move people's papers now she doesn't move them off the shelves but if you're on the research tables she will move your stuff and people have seen her as a ghostly shape, the duelist you don't see, but the gray lady you might catch out of the corner of your eye. She will move your books. She will move your papers. There are cold spots upstairs. And so, like I said, the two ghosts of the New Hanover County Library. But she doesn't shriek. No, she doesn't shriek. I know. Right. She doesn't. The part where you're like, she no. screams. Does she does... scream? Because no. fucking screaming ladies can't handle it. No. We can't right. handle it. No. She's a library ghost. You're not going to scream in the library. You might disturb the other and patients. That was my true. thought. Patrons. I was like, I was like, no. She loved the library. She's yes. Gonna she's going to be respectful. That or she's there to like pull pranks. Right. Are you studying? Ah. No. She doesn't <laughs> scream. She doesn't oh, scream. <laughs> but she does move your shit. So You're like, damn it, lady. Come on. This is what I'm getting to. When I was a kid, especially at the end of elementary school, all through middle school, and a little bit into the first year of high school before I discovered that sex was a thing. That's when reading went out the window. I mean, I I Who changed subject matter. <laughs> I changed subject matter. We moved from ghost stories to the Kama Sutra. But anyway, I used to do research projects for fun. Okay, so like I said, I memorized this book of ghost stories so that I could tell it at parties. And I read like all of the children's literature section. And then I started reading all of the young adult section, which meant that I was on the second floor all the time. And that bitch kept moving my research (laughs) and I was trying to work. And I'd be, I'd set out everything and then I'd go to get a drink of water and come back. And my papers have been moved all around and my book page has been changed. And I'm just like... That's fucking she's rude. She's trying to do her research and you keep moving all the papers around. I know, that's what I was thinking. I was like, she's like, I am I'm using this desk. Come on. So yeah, she used to move all my shit and I'd be like, this is not cool. You're like, I'm broad. working. Look, you're dead. Your turn is over. Get off my table. <laughs> okay. And then 
I would like to read downstairs because that's where all the adult novels were in the horror section, okay? All of the horror books were downstairs, and this was during the heyday of the R.L. Stein Fear Street oh, books where yeah. they would migrate, Girl. and sometimes they were on display on the first floor, and then there were the Christopher Pike books, which were dirtier and scarier. Yeah, Gally like Christopher Pike. So fucking which much. I just knew was a raunchier R.L. Stein. It basically was. And, you know, there was Goosebumps, and then there was Fear Street, which yes. is Fear Street was... More hardcore than Goosebumps, yeah, obviously, Goosebumps because Fear like Street was YA. And yeah. Fear Street's like high school. YA, yeah. Because Goosebumps is like spooky and eerie and weird, and Fear Street is like people are straight up murdered. Murdered. Just murdered all over the place. Dead bodies everywhere. Yeah. Just um, like that we've song by Korn. Just like, see, she got my reference. My sister, I love you. Um, I was going to say, that's what, I can't remember if I've mentioned this on the show before, but I think I have. But Fear Street is what inspired me as a young writer to write a murder story. I wrote a little murder mystery. <laughs> is it the one that got your science teacher in trouble? Or were no, they it didn't it get my backpack? science teacher in trouble. But yes, like they, so I wrote this story and I wrote it for all my friends and I was inspired by Fear Street um, where it was like a murder mystery. And so like I used names of like people that we knew because yep. it was like, this is fun. Like my friends are going to read it, and they're going to be like, oh, it's like Fear Street, but starring us. And then somebody who gets killed in the book, like, found it and apparently was, like, threatened by it or something. And it was, like, a whole big thing. And, like, I had to meet with, like, the security officer and, like, the principal. Yep. And my mom was like, if you ever get in trouble for anything in your life, they're going to pull this out and be like, this is the person that she is. Right. Which is why sometimes the Netflix joke is funny and sometimes well, it's a little, like, too close to home. That's, <laughs> uh, so I don't know if it's coming, but that's why we started the Netflix joke is because you told the story about that. Mm-hmm. Episode 7. And first of all, I wasn't even the killer. Is it coming back? <laughs> is it episode coming? seven? First of all, I wasn't, I wasn't even, even the killer. killer yeah, it was my, a joke we made, and then we started the Netflix show. My science teacher was the killer in the story, right? That's um, how I remembered science teacher. Yes, but yeah, but it was because my science teacher got me into Fear Street. Right. It was like an homage to him. Right. So if Stephanie kills me, that book is burned, but you guys know that it exists, and that was the beginning of the, the end. Or it was a conspiracy, and I helped, because I read a lot of Fear Street, too. Um, Gail Marie wants to be on Netflix now. And it was Mr. Price, who was also Gail Marie's Mr. Price Sixth was so nice. Teacher. I loved that guy. I didn't realize it was him. Oh, my he God. He was the murderer in my story. Because really? he got me into Fear Street. First the of whole, all, he was the killer. The whole thing was like, because he had one teacher of the year, like three years in a row. Of course he did. So the whole he thing awesome. was like, he didn't win teacher of the year and like <gasps> right and he was like really angry and like went crazy and, and started killing went crazy people. and started killing students yes <laughs> but um anyway yes, that was the plot <laughs> right so the Mr. fear Price street books dope, though. he, he was, really was so cool. dope the fear street books and the christopher pike books and you know a lot of the adult like true crime books were all on the first floor and so I would leave Philip and Stephanie because my mom would drop us off at the library for hours because she knew that that was like I would get lost in the mall and my aunt couldn't find me. And my mom was like, did you check the bookstore? Like, obviously, that's where she is. So we would be in the library for hours and I would leave Philip and Stephanie in the in the kids section and I would come downstairs and read true crime. Well, the thing about me is I can't concentrate if there's a lot of noise going on. And when I get fully immersed in a book, I'd like to stay there. So if the duelist could stop fucking starting and stopping his goddamn pacing so I could concentrate on this book, that would be nice. Okay? So I had... Let a bitch read. Let a bitch read. This is the library. You're being so disrespectful. So I was talking about this when I first... When I first got... When Stephanie told me I could be on the show, she was like... 
and Sarah too was like, if you have any paranormal experiences, share them. And I was like, I don't really have any. And I was doing my research to try and find the stories that were in this book that I shared with Stephanie. And I was looking at downtown ghosts and I went and it, somebody had written about the ghosts of the New Hanover County Library. And I was like, who would give a shit about the library ghosts? They're just annoying. Like they don't. And then I was like, I have had a paranormal experience. It's the goddamn ghost in the fucking library. <laughs> and I was, when I was trying to like, I was going through my feelings about it. And I was like, I never thought about the fact that they were ghosts. And I never thought of it as a paranormal experience. It's just sometimes the annoying people in the library are dead and invisible. <laughs> Sounds like a paranoid experience. <laughs> it was. Oh, that was brilliant. Yay, Sarah. That was Thank good. You. Thank you. Episode's over. We can close it off. <laughs> and it's so funny because I felt like that before whenever people talk about like ghosts and stuff. And I'm like, I don't think that I can't even say that I've never interacted with one. I probably wouldn't even notice. Right? <laughs> I wouldn't. I'm like, I would be completely oblivious to the fact that there was a ghost. Right? So, yeah. So yeah. that makes me laugh that you say that. You're like, I didn't even think about that. Where I'm like, that would be me. Where I'm like, yeah, that was a weird thing. I remember being like, this is weird. Right. And then just right. writing it this off. This is weird. And, and writing it off. My business. And it's like, yeah, of course the <laughs> like, library is haunted. If I died, that's where I want to be stuck forever is in a freaking library so I can be surrounded by books. There's time Makes perfect now. sense. There's time now. <laughs> I was thinking that joke the entire time she was talking about the lady who that was her favorite place. And I was like, I can't interject yep. it. I can't. When can I interject this joke? At the end of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's time now. Wait, can you interject the joke? Well, there's, there's time, time now. now. <laughs> Let's go. Woo. Um, I really hope that Jordan Peele does that when he. he I think he's gonna do he's that. Gonna, episode. He's gonna too. That was so good. Yeah. Gosh, I want to. I haven't seen. Mary Angela's got it. it. She does have CBS. It was so yes. funny. I was like, I'm. We were I'm talking about it last she's night. Got CBS All Access. Yes. Because if she does, CBS. I'm just gonna log in and watch it, bitch. Yep, she I mean, does. Blackbeard might find it to, and bring it to my house. But anyway, we don't pirate. We don't pirate content. That's terrible. So we just share accounts. Mm-hmm. Yes, someone's we do paying that. for it. Absolutely, it's being paid for. Yes. Uh so that those are my ghost stories for you Yay. guys. Yay. I hope you enjoyed them. Thank um, you. I also understood that you wanted to call out Sarah because you wanted to talk about. Something. I was gonna fucking do the devil's tramping ground. I had to find new um. story. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, not, sorry, not. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. It's cool. You did a good job. Thank you. I, I couldn't even be mad. I was like, she did it I so well. I feel like we really pulled up a lot of big questions, which is number one, does the devil poop? And if so, how does he do it? And what does it smell like? That's a very important question. I think so. Yeah. I think we're we're really raising... Does it smell more or less like the sulfur he usually smells like? You, you know, know I saying? think it probably is a different smell than the sulfur. I think the sulfur might be his B.O. I bet the farts are even worse. It, you know, it probably is worse. Ah, Dead time stories, asking the real questions since May of 2018. I think that he probably, yeah, like lets off sulfur and then his poops smell like literal death. I think they've, yeah, they probably smell like a rotting like, corpse, yes, like on fire. But like times 10. Oh, yeah. totally. Like just really intense. That's Can't why get nothing it out of your grows nostrils. there. Yeah, no. It just kills anything that it's around. Yeah. Yeah. So the last thing that I have for you guys is. Tell me, do you have a fetish five for us this week? I oh, do. You got to say it this time. Oh, really Stephanie exciting. never gets to say it. No, that was nice. Yeah. I'm glad. I was. Gl- I'm glad I was able to do that for you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so um, Stephanie mentioned this even last night in her show. Tumblr, rest in peace. Um, I've learned so many things from Tumblr that I didn't know, and I didn't want to know, and I didn't want to know. Too late. So but we're I've, gonna make I've you learned learn. things. I've learned things about 
others, and I've learned things about myself. Myself, yeah. Really. <laughs> things, things that I'm like, I didn't know that I was into, into that. that. Yeah, and also, but I am, okay. And also, my favorite expression, your kink is not my kink, and that's okay. You like that one? I like, don't yuck my yum. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I like, them. your kink is not my kink, and that's okay. I'm not judging you. Yeah. It's fine. I like, not for me. I love when Sarah says that. Not for me. Not for me. <laughs> so Stephanie has already delighted and thrilled everyone with um, vor. Mm-hmm. There is a reverse vor. Is that like where you baby bird feed someone? No. <laughs> like you. Throw- I mean, literally a reverse vor, where tiny people crawl into or get sucked into giant women's buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> Are digested from the other side. <laughs> she told us about this last night, and I was like, "Why did you tell me about this? You should have brought it up on the podcast." And she's like, "I can still bring it up on the podcast." Sarah hasn't heard about it. I mean, literally, this is my favorite type of vor because usually the response of the character is, "It's so warm and soft in here," and they just relax into it, into getting eaten, into by the getting butthole. eaten by a butthole. <laughs> Yeah. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Just right sucked up in there. <laughs> Hentai is weird. It oh. makes me think of that true fact that I said a few weeks ago where in severe cases of bowel obstruction, you can burp poop particles out of your mouth. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what if Why you burped you up a tiny out? person? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you burped up a tiny person? <laughs> they went all the way through. It was a trek. It was a journey. They traveled a thousand miles. But yeah, like they'll end up crawling in there by accident. Sometimes it'll happen. Not It doesn't just happen anally. That's the most common way. But sometimes like people will crawl inside of a vagina and just stay there. That seems a little more natural. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to return to trying the to return womb. Trying to return to the it's womb. Like, like that, I, get, I guess. The anus? I don't know. I guess. The rectum? Uh, uh, depends on what they eat. Right? No, but yeah, because no. they still got turned into poop no they, matter what they ate. The yeah, thing is, that's not part of the fantasy. I know. The fantasy that. is just disappearing up a butthole. A clean butthole. A clean butthole. Hentai is weird. Hentai guess, is really weird. I think that probably lifted things a little bit. Is anyone still <laughs> listening? Uh, uh, hentai is so weird. I'm broken. Well, that's my sister. <laughs> Princess of Darkness telling you about Vor, Thrussies, and other horrible hentai concepts. And some ghost stories. <laughs> if you're still listening and you want to support our show, leave us a five-star review Please. on iTunes or Facebook. Or you can just email Sarah and say, never have Gilmarie on your show again. <laughs> or you could just email me, period. I really love you know getting what? That's emails. True. I haven't this. emailed you in a while because I felt like I was doing it you're too much. Here? But okay. if you want me to, I can email you ever. Every week, just out of love. You do you, Gail Marie, because I'll forget that we've had this conversation in a few weeks. <laughs> and I'll get an email and I'll be like, oh, look. Oh, look. She uh, did it. No, nah, emailing Sarah takes like five minutes and she's always so does, happy. Guys. I check it pretty frequently. So, yeah, if you want to re- reach out to us, our email is deadtimestories, mm-hmm. with a Z, all one word, at gmail.com. And we are deadtimestories on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Uh, Sarah does stuff on our Twitter, apparently. Yeah, our Twitter is um, active. Our Twitter does stuff. Yeah. 
We tweety tweet 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 a little tweet. Didn't you guys break three? Didn't you guys break three digits this like past week or so? A whole hundred and five followers. Yay! I'm so proud of you. Probably about fifty five of those are other podcasts. I would like to make. I would like to make a formal commitment and a challenge to all the other listeners. I have decided that I am going to sponsor you guys exactly enough to cover all your SoundCloud fees. Oh, my God. I will be paying them every month. Aww. So, like I said, number one spot. If you want it, you got to up it. Don't let them know that we already met the thing. Like, but... but, but, Yeah, that's Patreon tells well, you how many people, how much. Yeah, I mean, you know, SoundCloud is one thing, but they also have to pay for, like they said, they have to pay for transportation. I rode with Stephanie from her place to Mary Angela's place today. It's not short, and Philadelphia is nothing but stop and go traffic and tiny little streets, and that burns a lot of gas. And then Sarah also has to come all the way over here to record, and they've got their sound system. Listen. I'm trying to help you. Don't no, tell no, me. No, no, we're, we're, like, we're like, thank yeah. you. This, like, she gets seriously. It. Like that's. I'm deciding that I'm going to do that. It's a challenge to fill. I'm like, Aww. you want to go in, beat me. Like, see what you can Don't do. Come for that number, number one, one spot. spot. You want to be on the top of the hill. You gotta. If you want to be on top, this is like America's Next Top Model. You literally have to pay, pay for our favorites. <laughs> if you want, if you want to come for the queen, you best not miss. That's all I'm telling you. Um, follow us if you want to help the show before our Patreon comes out in a few weeks. The best way to help us currently is to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook, uh, five stars preferably. But if you'd like a sticker, you can take a screenshot and email it to us at deadtimestories@gmail.com. I, I got my stickers and, tight. Yeah, she's like it's lit. Uh, we're talking about maybe updating it and having Rennie add hair just because my hair is different. Stephanie has but hair But we now. really like our She has really cute hair. It's a cool logo. Yeah, it's great. It's great. So it's great. But yeah. we want to thank you guys for listening. Gilmarie, thank you so much thank for you. being on the show this week. Thank you for having me. I'm very happy. I thought, I, I hope I did a good job. I was super nervous. You guys are always so great. I was like, I don't know if I can meet this challenge. Well, I, I you were a lot of fun. I hope that. You know, hey, did you like having Gilmarie on? Did you like it? Tell us, Tell us in the comments. <laughs> I mean, if I have to fly up here to be on the show again, I'm not unwilling to do that. She'll do it. She'll do it. But until next time, so, guys, I'm Stephanie. And I'm Sarah. And I'm Gail Marie. And, and this, this has been Dead Time Stories. Thanks for listening. Thank you, guys. Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Ferguson. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman. I'm really sorry. Oh, cool. Glad we ended that right on time.